yesterday, I got an email from somebody, a Baba Vachasid, and it was a very meaningful, uh, a very meaningful uh, episode that he uh, shared with me. His name is Rabbi Quadrat from Antwerp. Been seeing Quadrat from Antwerp, and his father, he's a Baba Vachasid, and his father was a Talmud, a student of the Kedusha Tzion. Rebbe Tzion Halberstam, the Baba Virav, who was shot, he was killed during the Holocaust, during the Second World War. And uh, before the war, he was in Babev. Babev is in Galicia, in eastern Poland. He had a huge, huge yeshiva. And he was a very, very big Rebbe. Most of Babev was wiped out. His son, Reb Naftali, Reb Shloima, um, uh, survived the war. And he rebuilt Babev after the Second World War. He passed away in 2000 and was succeeded by his son, Reb Naftali. So this Babev Echaseh told me that he heard this story from his father, who was a Talmud by the Kedusha Sin. His name is Reb Sin. he's known as the Kedusha Sin. And he said that uh, he wants to share with me the story that he heard from his father. He said, one day, a Jew comes into the Babev Erov, and he cries that he's very scared for his son's future. This is in the 1930s. So the Baba Virav, the Baba Virabba asks him, what's the problem? So he said he expected his son to be completely immersed in Torah. He was a Hasidic boy, a good Chassidusha ben Torah, Chassidusha Bacharel. Instead, he sees that his son loves skiing. The words he used in Yiddish, speaking to the Baba Verov, is a hot libs glitchen of the schnee. He loves to uh, slide on the snow. And he's going to slip off the path. He wants to slip on the snow and he's going to slip off the derech. What they call today OTD. He's going to ski off the Jewish path take the wrong slope, downhill. And he said, I don't know where it's going to end. Mela scheme, but I don't know where it's going to end. I want you should have one interest, and the interest is learning Torah all day, and serving God, and davening, and being oivad Hashem. And uh, I'm extremely, extremely scared who he's going to meet, and what's going to happen. So the Baba Rebbe tells him, Shikem Tzemer, let me see your son, and I'll take care of him. Okay, the father leaves, goes home, he's going to send his son to the Baba Verebbe, and in the meantime, the Baba Verebbe, the Kedusha Siyan, instructs his Gabbai to go into the yeshiva, and summon one of the yeshiva boys in Baba, whose name was Yaakov Hersh. Yaakov Hersh was a Bacher, a student who was a big Talmud Chacham, very assiduous, very serious, very sincere, very dedicated to his learning, and he was a Masmid, Pashat, he loved, loved learning. He sat for hours, day and night, and he loved learning. There was nothing else in his life. He would eat, drink, sleep a little bit, and learn. That's what he did. Yaakov Hersh is surprised by this invitation. He comes into the Baba Verov, and the Rebbe tells him, Yaakov Hersh, Gay Laren, Vitsuzich Glitchen of the Shnei. I want you to go master the art of skiing. 
I want you to learn how to slide on the snow, literally. Yaakov Hirsch was not just dumbfounded, he was startled. His Rebbe, the Baba Rebbe, has nothing better for him prepared than to go learn how to ski. So even though he was a bacher, and it wasn't comfortable for him, he said, uh, Rebbe, was for this megeben? I have no interest. Why, why should I learn this? So the Baba Rebbe said, Yaakov Hersh, it's going to be beneficial for you. It's going to be of great benefit to you. Now it happens to be that the city of Babiv is located near the Carpathian Mountains on the border between Poland, Galicia, and Czechoslovakia. I don't know if anybody here skied on the Carpathian Mountains, but if you're planning a good ski trip, you may consider that. And Babiv is on that border with Czechoslovakia, so Yaakov Harish had great slopes to practice on. The Babiv told him in no time, he was a serious student, as serious. He was also potentially athletic. He learned, the, he mastered the sport, and he became Mamish, an expert skier. This Jew, who came to complain to the Rebbe, went home and sent his son to Babiv, to the Babiv Rebbe. The Babiv Rebbe took him into his yeshiva, and took him, took him under his uh, tutelage, and took him under his loving care, which he was very well known, the Baba Verev, the Gdusha Siyan, was very well known for having a way of influencing the youth. He had a big yeshiva, and he was very, he took a tremendous interest in all of the students, like a father, and a mentor, and a teacher, and he educated them, he refined them, he really mentored them, hundreds and hundreds of boys. He was well known for this before the war. And uh, this boy was now here in the yeshiva, and one day, the Baba Virov calls Yaakov Hersh, the expert skier, and he tells him, I want you to take this boy and teach him how to ski. You're an expert. I want you to teach him how to become an expert skier. And when you're on the slopes, and when you're putting on the gear, and when you come down, and when you're going, and when you're coming, you'll also talk to him. You'll fabrain with him and learning and chassidus and your shabayim. And I want you to do this constantly, on a weekly basis. No, this kid fell in love with Babav. It was the best. He comes here, he gets free ski lessons by a master skier, and by the best bach in yeshiva too. Who took him to ski? The best boy, Yaakov Eish, was considered la creme de la creme. He loved it. He wasn't considered an outcast. He didn't have to do it clandestinely. It wasn't secret. It was done with by Yaakov Hersh, who was the best bacher, and the Rebbe, of course, was behind, behind the scenes. And the boy was a transformed boy, because he loved skiing, and as a result, he loved the atmosphere, he loved the learning, he loved the davening, he loved the ambience, and uh, all was wonderful. There's just a second half to the story, it's not really the main point, but I think it's worth mentioning, Tragic and sad and heart-wrenching, but also uh, there were unique moments of grace, and every person who survived, even though so many didn't survive, and we, nobody knows why, but each one who did survive was a separate miracle, how they survived. During the war, as the Germans came in to Galicia, Galicia was decimated, as the rest of Poland. 
And Yaakov Hirsch was uh, deported to one of the ghettos. And uh, it was a freezing cold winter in Eastern Europe during the war years. And he was with other Jews in one of the ghettos there by the Carpathian Mountains. And one of the days, the SS were in a particular mood of uh, sadism and barbarity. They were usually in a sadistic mood, but some days were more than others. So they decided to torture some of the Jews in the ghetto, and they took a group of Jews, and they took them up to a tall mountain. They were all thinly clothed. They barely had clothes and food. And uh, the mountain was full of snow and ice, and very dangerous. And they commanded them to slide down the mountain. Whoever didn't want, they pushed them. Most of them couldn't survive it. They didn't survive the ordeal, and they fell to their deaths. Yaakov Hirsch was one of these Jews. Because of years and years of skiing, he knew how to maneuver himself somewhat to safety, and he was from the few who survived the ordeal. And he would repeat the story and say that when he was instructed to go skiing, his Rebbe, who didn't survive, was shot in the forest, told him, Yaakov Hersh, it's going to be a benefit for you. Now, if you think about this, here you have a classic situation of pedagogical sensitivity to a child. The Baba Virov could have told the father, you have to tell your son, this is not what a Jewish boy does. He doesn't ski. This is for the Gentiles. He could have done that. He probably knew the father would have lost his boy. So what did he do? Not only did he allow this boy to ski, he took the best boy of the yeshiva and turned him into a skier to be able to connect to this child on his terms, take him skiing, teach him how to ski, and when he saw who is the master of skiing, he looked up to him, not only in skiing, he looked up to him in everything else. And his life was transformed. The greatest gift in education is when somebody never ever becomes deaf to the true yearnings of a child and never decides that in the name of some abstract ideal which may be beautiful, they're going to cut off this child. I came here this morning for Shachris. Ayi tells me, he's a teacher, and he says the classroom is crazy sometimes. So he went to Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter, who's a big breast of a leader, and he says, I'm a malamed and I don't know what to do. The kinder machem emeshiga. I don't know how to deal with it. So Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter, without skipping a hard speed, told him, malamed, the word malamed, a teacher is Rosh Tevis, mem lamed mem dalid, meshiga machen zolen zeidir. Right? They should make you crazy. What was he telling him? He was telling him that in life, parent, a teacher, whatever it is, we go in with a certain frigid approach. If you fit, great. If not, we lose the plot. And when we lose the plot, we get angry, and we do foolish things that simply cuts down the person. Education, in its truest sense, is about a mysterious nefesh.
It's about tuning my soul into the true needs of the other person. Of course, a teacher and a parent should make systems that they shouldn't make you sugar 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. There's no mitzvah to create a jungle. That's not what we're talking about. Children need discipline. Children need structure. Children need <coughs> cohesiveness. Children need patterns. But they need structures, laws, and patterns to be able to bring out the best in them. To be able to help them shine. To be able to help them blossom. Not laws and structures just to shut them up and repress them so that I should be able to feel good, because then what I'm doing essentially is, I'm using laws and structures to abandon them, not to develop them. Real laws and structures are created out of attachment, not out of detachment. I attach myself to the person, and I'm sensitive to who the person really is, and how I could reach into their heart right now, and help them climb, help them grow from step to step to where they are capable of becoming. It's not about imposing a certain perspective, either you're in or you're out, because very often I lose the person. I'll tell myself for the rest of my life, I'm just, my conscience is clear, but deep down I know, because of my inability to expand my horizons and to think what God really wants for me, for this child... I abandoned the soul. The Baba Virav, the Kedusha Siyan, I can assume wasn't very into skiing. Just my speculation. <laughs> my speculation. But he understood, at this moment I have a child. This child's soul, you're going to find only on the slopes. That's where you're going to find this child's soul. You will not find it anywhere else. So you could say, I want to find your soul in the base Medrash. His soul will not be there. You could force him for a few weeks to come, and the first opportunity he'll run. If you go to the mountains with him, you'll find his soul. You'll connect to his soul. You'll find his soul on the slopes. In the middle of one of those slopes, that's where his nisham is. That's where he is, or that's where she is. Go there. Connect. Reach out. Be there with your soul. And then you will guarantee that the slopes for this child don't only go downwards, they also go upwards. This is Avi Fischoff from Twisted Parenting. To be added to my broadcast, please send a WhatsApp request to 718-902-6666.